Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you also call me because, you know, your calls drive the show, as you know. And anything financial, we'll talk about anything financial. I'm up for that and been doing that for years, so I do enjoy it. And when you do call, you know, your calls, your questions, what you're, what's on your mind, really drives the show. You decided where the show goes. You know, not me. And of course we're all we're all pointed at the same goal and that's for everybody to be financially independent. You know, financial freedom we call it. And we're all on that path to get there. And um, I'm hoping that we can do that together. Today and this hour I'm going to do my best to get to that path, right? To get us all on that path and get to that goal. One of the problems that people don't do is they don't set a goal. Setting a goal is very important, even if you don't achieve it. Setting a goal and trying to achieve it is the process that's important. Because if you don't have the process, then you're just doing whatever you feel like doing. You don't know where you're going or how to get there. Or you, you know, there's no, there's no urgency to get there because you're not falling behind or you have a time limit. You don't, you don't have a, goals are really important. If you want to achieve something, you've got to set the goal. And in financial, in, in, in my business, it's about how much money do you want to have in retirement. And that's what it's all about. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. So what's coming up on the show? The main talking point will focus on Wall Street is wrong. There will be an earnings recession this year. An earnings recession. I'm not talking about an economic recession necessarily, an earnings recession. That's contrary to many experts, by the way. And one analyst, one of the bigger boys, is predicting two or more quarters of negative or flat growth this year. And we're in the first quarter, by the way. I mean, we just passed the first quarter. That's, as soon as we start getting earnings, which we are starting to get here very shortly, and got a couple already, but by the end of this earnings season, That'll be one, one quarter where the growth shrank, earnings growth. Now, we're going to have more than one. That's the question. Also, we're going to talk about a couple of things. How about what baby boomers are doing wrong in their retirement planning? I already mentioned one thing, and that's in goals. But what else are they doing? you got to set goals. Okay, and what big box stores are doing to survive? We've talked about this in the past, you know, like the big box. We're talking about, you know, Macy's and Sears and Kohl's, the big box stores. What are they doing to try to survive? We knew, uh, we talked about it many times a few years ago when it was really starting to affect them, when Amazon was really taking away market share from them, and what they needed to do. And ha- what are they doing now? Is it working? That's what we're talking about. Legalized marijuana. Where? 
we stand on legalizing marijuana? Do you think it's legal everywhere, or just is it just legal in the few states? Is it legal at all anywhere? And I'll bet you most of you don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. Because it's a little bit more complicated than you think. Anyways, um, I'm going to go over some of the numbers and whether it's, whether it's really uh, what states it's working. In one particular state, we have figures on how much taxes they are producing from it. Much more than they expected. California, it's much less than they expected. So that's what we're going to talk about. The market today was down. We had a down day. Then the Dow was down 190 points. The Nasdaq down 45, and the SP down 18. And most of it was because of uh, Trump talking about tariffs on Europe. Okay, you know we have those uh, trade talks with China moving along pretty well. So at least that's the rumor. That's what we hear. But he mentioned uh, some tariffs on Europe if they don't do certain things. And I know a lot of people are all anxious about this, but I'm, I'm thinking it's great. It, it's the first time in many years that we've had a president acting tough about trade. It was always us, us meaning the U.S., bending over backwards to make sure that we had tr trade deals with other people and it was okay if, you know, they're taking advantage of us. Well... I'm, now, now, I need, now it's not so okay. Now it's much more difficult with uh, Trump. And you can complain that he's disrupting, you know, our trade, our friends politically, whatever you want to say. You can say all that. But what you can say is he's not putting America first. That's what you can. You can't say he's not doing that. But uh, you know, but um, politics aside, is it a good idea? Is it a good idea? Is it good for America? That's really the question, is it not? In other words, is it good for America that we get tough on trade? Is it good for us? And in actuality, um, my answer would be yes, because we don't we don't have much dependence. Our economy is not very dependent on trade, where other economies are very dependent on trade with us. So why shouldn't we ask for fair terms, equitable terms back and forth? That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, so that's what that's all about. What do you want to talk about? What's on your mind? You saw what the market did today is down. And, you know, uh, this is April. We're in April. April is generally a pretty good month. But as we move toward uh, the end of the year, you know, into May, May is not so good. So the earnings season is upon us. So we're going to see if we're going to have an earnings recession. Did you see the job openings? Job openings uh, are at 7 million in February. We have 7 million jobs available in February. The number of job openings across the country fell. It used to be 7.5 million. So it fell a little bit. But we still have 7 million jobs open. But I don't understand it. How come we're not filling those jobs? Why aren't they being filled? What's wrong with the labor force? that we're not filling it? What's wrong with employers who are hiring them that we're not filling it? Because, you know, job opening February rose uh, rose uh, slightly in manufacturing, but then they fell in every other industry. Uh, but, you know, March was a pretty darn good month for jobs. 
We just had that report last week. So what? What? Why is there so many job openings that are not being feel, filled? And I, I don't know the answer to that. Something I th- would like to know. Walmart is gearing up for more robotic implementation. Some workers will be replaced. Hmm. Everybody's all freaked out about robots replacing all the workers. Uh, next week, not this week. Next week in the uh, Invest Talk uh, Academy, I'm going to talk about creative destruction, and that is all about workers being the the workforce being changed by industries being destroyed and new ones being created. But this is what this is what we're going to talk about. Uh, what I'm talking about here is robotic robotics replacing workers. Technology is changing everybody's life, as we know. So for business, robots lower overhead. I mean, that's the drive for them. And then increase profitability, too, as they lower overhead. For consumers, lower costs for you to buy things. Of course, you're going to have a job to be able to afford to buy them. All right? So Walmart, they're the biggest U.S. employer, in case you didn't know. Walmart employs more people than a total of the second, third, and fourth, and fifth employers combined. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Huge. They have a huge workforce. So you can see it. You and me and everybody else, we see creative destruction or robotic. You see it when you go to the store. Do you sell, do you self-checkout ever? Ever? Do you use self-checkout? If you do, you probably, because of that, um, a, a checker has lost their jobs or got less hours. On the self-checkout lanes, so, that's what that's all about, technology. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasen. I've got Save the Date, you know, a time, May 1st. I'll be up in San Jose. So, please save that date. You know, we have, you know, I meet with everybody or anybody who wants to talk about their portfolio. No cost, no obligation. Sit down and talk about retirement goals. And, of course, I, you know, I'll talk about what we can do to help you with that. That's May 1st. And space is limited. You can go to investtalk.com, uh, just send me an email, or maybe could be a call. 888-99-CHART is our number. It's a fast-moving Invest Talk. We're already into the second week of April, and you want unbiased investing guidance, right? Of course you do, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. And Steve is here now serving up that timely advice live. So step up with your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. I'm a new caller of the show. I uh, just started last week, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So I have a question on a pretty new tech company called HireCar. The ticker symbol H-Y-R-E. So I know they kind of piggyback off of what Lyft and Uber are doing, and they've got an earnings call coming out this Thursday. And I want to know what you think about kind of the company overall and, you know, if you see them growing and especially with this earnings call coming up Thursday, do you see them kind of taking off from there? I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Hire Car, H-Y-R-E-C-A-R, symbol H-Y-R-E, Hire Car Inc. It is a very, very, very small company. Very small public company. Um, it is so small, it's super high risk. Okay, uh, and I wouldn't I wouldn't invest in it myself unless you're 
It's with money that you're perfectly willing to, you know, lose. Because it could be a big winner, but the chances are very, very slim. Uh, they are a car-sharing platform that allows car owners to rent their idle cars to ride-sharing services drivers. Okay, so it's a different kind of concept here. It allows car owners to rent their cars, their idle cars. I have, for instance, I have three cars, and I'm only using one or two of them. And so I could rent the thir third one to somebody, and then they could use it as a ride-sharing service. So this is what this company does. This company is only $59 million in size. They only do $3 million a quarter. The thing that really is attractive to most people would be that sales growth is very, very strong. 146% growth last quarter, quarter before that, 224% growth. Remember, it's coming from a very, very small base. They've never made money, but they are scheduled to make money for the first time, 2020, $0.08 cents a share. It's a $4.87 stock. So they're going to lose money, $0.44 cents this year per share. Last year, last year they lost a dollar eighteen, dollar twelve a share. So they're going to make money in 2020. They're not going to make money this year. I'm sorry, I misspoke. 2020 is when they'll make money, and it'll be eight cents a share. This is very, very high risk. I would not, I would not entertain this company as invest because of that risk. Okay, it's just too, just too high. Um, if you're going to do something like this, whether it's with this company or some other company, everybody, do it. If it's this small and this risky, you do a very little bit of money where it won't impact you at all. That's how you That's how you would do this. But you would also do it very rarely, not often. Not often. 888-99 chart is the number, everybody. I know it's hard to believe, but we're already into April. So the second quarter started, and we're going to start getting earnings reports, serious earnings reports, next week and the week after. And we'll know how well the first quarter did for the corporations. Now, my job is to help you get to the financial freedom goal we always set. So, and that means we're looking for companies that have great earnings and consistent earnings and earnings that are growing. And buying companies that are well worth the price. And that's what we're all about here. We're live here in California, 888-99-CHART. We'll be right back. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they implement a very practical investing philosophy, independent thinking, shared success. This means KPP guidance is not influenced by promotions or sales incentives and KPP principles practice parallel investing, so their money participates with client investments at equal prices and percentages, thereby producing shared success. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. And now Steve is here taking your calls, so step up with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, Morgan Stanley says Wall Street is wrong. The Morgan Stanley, of course, is part of Wall Street, so, you know, they could be wrong, too. Uh, they think there will be an earnings recession this year. And a recession, whether it's economic recession or earnings recession, here we're talking about corporate earnings recession, means that the corporate earnings are falling for two quarters in a row or more. That's a recession. 
So it's just like the GDP number, if we have an economic recession, that means the GDP, gross domestic product, shrunk two quarters in a row or more. That's the official definition of recession. So most analysts feel that the first quarter, which is the one we just completed, will not will be a recessionary quarter in earnings because last year's quarter was pretty high. So they think comparison is going to be pretty bad. And we know from an economic point of view that we saw in December the economy kind of tail off pretty sharply. And then it continued into January, by the way, and into the middle of February until we start seeing numbers looking better. It really wasn't until March. And then you had the government you know, shutdown, which delayed all the numbers, so we got all messed up. But um, Morgan Stanley feels that we're going to have two quarters this year of negative growth or let me rephrase that shrinkage in earnings growth they're not saying we're not going to have any they're just going to say shrinking and they're saying that they you know uh, maybe three one to four percent has, has been the analyst kind of range most of them are in the three to five percent range but morgan stanley mm, they're much more negative Okay, and what does that mean for you and me? Well, we all know this, right? We, meaning the investing public, we know that the earnings are going to be slower, going to be worse than they were a year ago. Um, Now, since we know it, have we built that knowledge already into the prices of everything? Or when we start seeing the earnings reports come out and we see report after report after report, uh, less strong than it was a year ago. Is that going to be you know, an indication of a slowdown in the stock market? And uh, you know the stock market is not driven by the actual numbers for the earnings. It's driven by what they say is going to happen in the future, what the CEO and the CFO say about the future earnings. If we get earnings that are not so great, but they say, hey, things have turned around. We think we're going to do much better next quarter, and that's consistent then the stock market will like that. It's all going to be about the expectations, not the actual numbers. So try to remember that when we start getting those reports. Okay. Let's go to Chris in Walnut Creek. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, I'm good, Steve. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Um, well, first, just want to thank your show. I uh, really appreciate it. So, um, thank you. My question is uh, stock symbol uh, ADM, Archer Daniels. What do you think yes, about that? Very and, familiar. Uh, uh, the Archer Daniels. Everybody, I don't know if everybody knows who they are, but they have a long, they're one of those old time client uh, companies that's been around a long time out of Chicago. It processes markets, agricultural commodities, and process oil seeds for the food and feed industries. Okay, and uh, you know they haven't had a very good year. They have not. The stock price hasn't. Earnings are pretty decent. I mean, the earnings, you know, uh, 2019 this year they're going to earn three dollars and forty-five cents. Last year they earned three fifty, so it's going to be a little bit less. The year before 2017, it was only two forty-six. So next year it's going to be three seventy-one. So it's a forty-two dollar stock going to make three dollars and seventy-one cents a share. That means the PE is right around 15, 16, and that's about what it's worth. 
Okay. So okay. I think okay. it might be worth, you might get up to $49, $50, but you know, at $42.78, that's a pretty fair value. But while you're waiting for it to get, now the earnings to keep going up, it does pay a 3.3% dividend and they paid their dividend for decades. So if you were just, if you're just focusing on the dividend, they will pay that 3.3%. They will pay it, but you won't get much growth out of it. Oh, okay. okay. And if Chris, you get a big deal yes. with China, yeah. with this, uh, what do you think about the stock? Would that help? Would it help yeah. them? Yes. Any Because that means the world economy will start picking up. And this is the kind of stock that does better when the economy around the world is growing. But the IMF ratcheted down the world economy growth just yesterday. So it's going to be... It's going to be hard if you're going to if you're going to buy ADM, which is a great company, by the way. Uh, it's a very strong company, Chris. So you don't have to worry about that part. But if you're going to buy it, you're going to have to be patient. It's going to take several years for it to, uh, you know, give you any kind of price appreciation. The highest price it's ever had is fifty-three dollars a share, ever. And it's at forty-two seventy-eight. So it's a tough one. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, after committing uh, uh, the seven deadly sins of retirement planning, most baby boomers are unprepared. Barely one in ten has enough money. We know that. 888 99Chart. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Invest Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Ycharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. Ycharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Ycharts every day. Ycharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. Ycharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. This is InvestTalk. Your decision-making process can benefit from practical and unbiased advice. If you consult with Steve or Justin... And on May 1st, Steve Peasley will be in San Jose to offer complimentary portfolio review consultations. 
So don't miss this opportunity. Register now at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART, everybody. This is InvestTalk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're going to go talk to Vitaly. How you doing, Vitaly? Doing good, Steve. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, my question today is in regards to GIS. Um, I just wanted to find a good uh, price point to get out of the stock, unless you think that there's... Um, Unless you think I should stay in it, of course. Um, but I'm, okay. I'm up on it pretty decent and wanted to take profits out. Okay. Okay. Um, this is, uh, of course, uh, General Mills, everybody. Manufacturers, cereals, specialty foods, yogurt, you know, snacks, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, they're making going to make $3.14 this year, three thirty next year. It's a $51 stock. And at $51 a share, I think that's a full price for this company. I don't think you should expect much more than $51 a share. Um, even though it's decently growing, you know, in the single digits, 5 6%. Um, and it's a huge company, $30 billion. The only reason you would keep it is because, Vitaly, that dividend is very solid at 3.8%. And you're probably getting higher than that if you bought it at a lower price. So you're probably getting over 4 Yeah. That'd be yeah. my guess. I bought it back when and, it was, and so yeah, I bought it back when it was a good deal. <laughs> okay, so so you're making that kind of dividend, and that dividend is going to be very solid. And that would be the probably you wouldn't keep this or buy this because it's undervalued because it's at full value. If you're going to sell it, this is the time to sell it right now. At fifty one dollars, it could go up more. I, I, it really could, but it reached fifty-one dollars right here about what two weeks ago. Dipped a little bit, then came right back to here. So now it's acting as you know, I will say it's weak resistance, but it's resistance. And we're moving into the part of the year where stocks, you know, May. You know, there's old saying, "Go away in May." If you if you want to take profits, this is the ideal time to do so. Okay. Perfect. So Thank you. I would sell it right around here. Okay, appreciate it. Now, it's a great company, everybody. If he bought it for the dividend, if that was a reason to buy it, then there's no reason to sell it because the dividend's not going away. But if he bought it for, you know, a quick trade because it appreciated from $36 at, at the beginning of the year to now 51 now this is the time to do it. It's at full value. $36 undervalued. Now it's not. It's not extremely overvalued. It's probably at value. So it could keep going up, but... You're hitting a tough time of the year going forward. Just a tough time of the year. Okay. Um, what big box stores are doing. You know, we've talked about that. They have to do something. If you've been to the mall lately, you know that the traffic is down. But malls are not going to go away. They just have to change to attract people. And this is what they need to do. They need to get foot traffic into the stores. And they know that. So what are they doing to do it? Well, uh, they're doing a lot of different things in different malls or trying a lot of stuff. Cooking classes, beauty services uh, like uh, hair extensions and eyelash you know, stuff, stuff more with the makeup and things. That's a very high profit item for these, these stores. High quality art. Some of those are moving to high quality art and selling it. They're moving toward more services. 
more service kind of kiosks. And what I mean, what do I mean by that? Uh, accounting, uh, uh, law, but that's always been moving that direction. But how about um, how about uh, banking and uh, well, different kinds of service, even uh, plumbing, and electrical, different things that you, you might see a kiosk in the in little booths inside these big box stores just to attract more traffic. Also rides and food, specialty kinds of foods. They, they, are moved, they have this uh, goal that they've been stating, you know, that some of the big big companies of, of these malls are saying, we got a personalization, curation, and engagement. Whatever that means, that's their mantra. We got to get personalized. We got to ha- have people uh, engage in a, into the store, not just walk through and look at clothes or look at items, but to be actively engaged with the store. And they feel that that's going to work. I've even seen a big box location, the big box store go out of business, but the mall make the big box out of a little uh, kiosk restaurants, higher-end restaurants, not fast food. Don't think of like a food court. No, it's more like these little restaurants where you might have two or three tables. They may have a very very limited menu or something specialty, and but it's high high end, high quality, and they'll serve wine and so on and so forth. <coughs> and they would share kitchen facilities, but there'd be different restaurants with different foods. It's very a very interesting concept I saw. They got to do something. The big box stores are hurting, really hurting. I had an email come from uh, someone from uh, Canada, Edmund, Alberta, Canada, and he had a question about buying shares, fractional shares, full shares. If he is a dividend investor looking for the dividends and he he doesn't have enough money to buy, you know, a, lots of shares, should he be should you concern yourself with buying low price stocks that pay high dividends and stay away from the high price stocks that pay dividends? And I would suggest that the answer is no. That's not how you should look at it. You should look at it as how much dividend am I getting? What's my percentage return on my money? And can that company keep that up? You know, that's the key, not the price. And, I, you know, he's saying that, he's mentioning that, what you know, some of these stocks are pretty pricey and you can't, you know, buy very many. Well, that might be so, but that doesn't, that should not be the criteria. The price of the stock is not the criteria for looking and buying companies. It's just, it's the wrong way to look at it. The criteria is, well, can they pay the dividend? Is the payout ratio too high? Can they maintain the dividend? Have they increased the dividend consistently over the years? If you're a dividend investor, that's what you want. There's a book out there called Dividend Achievers. Dividend Achievers. And they print it out every so often. You should, If you're a dividend investor, you should get that book. Because it has page after page after page after companies that are that focus on dividends. The whole book is about that. Companies and all the numbers associated. Uh, you know, they have aristocratic dividend payers that have been paying a dividend for over 100 years. They have different criteria, and I think it's an excellent book if you're a dividend dividend investor to get. 
This is Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we stream or broadcast Talk live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time each weekday. It's also available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week via archived podcast at investtalk.com. And of course, you can listen, subscribe, and rate InvestTalk, our, our podcast. We want you to. You can do it at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And I hope you'll tell your friends and all everybody else you know, anybody, any even strangers, to listen to our show. I want you to tell everybody. The lines are open, everybody. We're talking uh, financial stuff today. And we'll take any financial questions you have. We're live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday, subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news, sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. You'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium Newsletter subscriber at investtalk.com. The InvestTalk Radio One podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Jeff from Boca Raton, Florida, and I have a question for you. My question is, do you think that this is a good strategy? I have a bunch of different positions and a fairly diversified portfolio. I would like it to be more diversified. And what I've been doing is when a particular stock in my portfolio rises to a certain point, I take the profits and just basically let those profits sit on the sidelines. The idea is that I always have cash on hand so that when I find a stock that's a good stock that pays a dividend and for some reason it had gone down, such as the case is Boeing recently, then I can jump in and buy that stock at a discount. So basically what I'm always trying to do is have money sitting on the sidelines. I know you can't time the market, but in a sense, isn't this sort of a way of timing the market? Thanks, and I'm, I'll listen to, for your answer on the podcast. Well, I guess you could say, in a sense, it is. And if if you're going to use that as your as a definition of a timing, then Warren Buffett does the same thing, because that's what he does. He builds cash reserves on the sideline. Now he does it by getting cash constantly in from his insurance companies, but he doesn't invest that money until he sees really good bargains, and usually that's in recessions. He'll buy it out of recession. He bought things, but that's when he really dumps the money in is during recessions. So what you're doing is you're doing a type of rebalancing is what you're doing. Sounds like anyways. You buy a company and it goes up in price to a place where you think it's probably overvalued or at value. And then you cut it back to, it sounds like you cut it back to your original price, the amount that you had. And you put that money on the side waiting for an opportunity, looking for an opportunity to invest it someday. And there's nothing wrong with that strategy at all. I kind of like it. Now, you mentioned Boeing. It depends on what kind of stocks you're buying. Of course, you, you know our definition, you always buy good, solid companies that have earnings uh, growth, not overpriced. Uh, we like to buy growth and value, value first, growth second. 
And Boeing uh, still has its problems. We know what the problems are with 737 MAX 8, right? But at some point, at some point, that, and Boeing's symbol is BA, by the way, everybody. At some point, that's going to be a bargain. And, <laughs> excuse me, they went down to 300 and, Oh, what, $360, $365 a share? They had $369. They went up to $398 after falling from $440 all the way down from that Boeing. Then they tried to start recovery. Then they got a little bit of bad news here just recently, last couple of days. So um, I, I've been saying, let's just see. Let's just wait a little while and see where it settles out. It looks like it might be settling out right around 360, 370, but I still would wait another couple of weeks to see if that's where it's going to settle out. And that might be the price that you want to buy it. Mind you, even at that price, that's not cheap. It really isn't. Tarek in Boston, you want to talk about Boeing too? Sorry to repeat the question. I, I guess it's a popular stock these days, but yeah, it's the same idea. I was thinking of taking a position, but you got earnings coming up in I believe two or three weeks. So I guess the, the yeah. main question, actually, Steve, is do you think the, a lot of the bad news is baked into the, to the ER report, or do you think it's, um, you know, there more bad news might come out on that day? I, I have a feeling that most of it is already built in. That's my suspicion. With the news we just got out a couple of days ago that we heard about Boeing saying that, you know, they reduced their 737 production numbers for the coming year. And that all is because of 737 MAX 8, you know, so, uh, and that's what happened the last couple of days. This appears to me, uh, Tarek, that this is about where it's going to settle at, you know, the uh, the mid $360, $370 range, somewhere in there. But I still think you might want to wait till after the earnings before you make a decision to buy. Just in case. Right. Okay. <laughs> just. Okay. Just in case. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Earnings. Okay. They say earnings is coin toss. Well, assuming assuming it does yeah. take a dive uh, uh, on earnings, Steve. Is there? Uh, I'm, I think I might have heard earlier talking about a certain range. Let's just say it does drop. You know, whatever percentage points after earnings. And yeah. uh, I, I previously yeah. heard in other podcasts where you said, okay, if that happens, you want to see it. You know, trade sideways for a bit before taking a position. Um, how would you translate into how you look at Boeing after earnings, assuming it does take a drop? I think if it takes a drop, it's going to go down to 340 to 350. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if it does, man, that's a good, that would be a good price for Boeing. That'd be a good price. Right. Long term, Boeing is, you know, they have no competition except for, you know, Airbus. And remember, just today, uh, the, was it yesterday? Trump talking the other day about, you know, tariffs in Europe. And Airbus is very much one of those totally su- supported by the governments of Europe. Uh, you know, so he might be aiming at them. That's only going to help Boeing down the road. So I like Boeing. I, 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 I'm not a big airplane investor, but I think this is a good solid company. You know, I, I just, for some reason, I never liked uh, airlines. Of course, but Boeing makes planes, not is not an airline. So yeah, I would wait for the earnings, Tarek, and see what it, see what they say, and then uh, make my decision based on that. Okay, appreciate the Great, call. Thanks. Thank you. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and this hour seems to be moving pretty fast, like they seem to do every hour. I mean, we're we only got ten minutes left, so you give me a call. You still have time. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. 
on the next Invest Talk. After committing the seven deadly sins of retirement planning, most baby boomers are unprepared. Barely one in ten has enough money in savings. That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Gary in San Jose. How you doing, Gary? Good. So I'm interested in the company Watco, WSO. I have a small position. Uh, I've been kind of watching it, and I added a little bit today. Um, they pay a decent dividend. They're buying other companies. So I look at them as a growth with dividend. What do you think? Okay, Watsco Inc., everybody, it's out of uh, Miami, distributes air conditioning, heating, refrigeration products for the replacement and whole building markets. And boy, that's a good place to be in Miami for air conditioning in the summer. Uh, you know, Florida is great in the winter, but boy, is it a killer in the summer. I've been I've been there both times. So, um, they they are a very solid company. They make money. They've made money. They've grown their money year after year after year. It's not exciting. They grow their money four to seven percent. Their earnings sales grow from three to six percent quarter after quarter after quarter. But boy, you talk about consistency. This has been very consistent. This company. So. I like that a lot. And it pays a 4.4% dividend. So if you're going to buy a company, it's $144.72. This stock was $180 last year, flopped around $180 several times, then fell down like everybody else did in December. It got down to close to $132, a share, and has been yep. moving up and down. And I think this is the price between $135 and $140. I think that's the price you want to buy this company at. I think this is the area. Okay. It's 144, so it's a little bit more. It's close enough, but I think I'd wait just a little bit longer. But I think you're going to get it between 140, 100, you know, you'll get it somewhere in there uh, because it's worth it. It's going to be seven dollars and twenty-one cents a share. They're going to make that much money next year, and that tells me that it's going to be about a 20 PE. And you'll say, well, gee, that's kind of high because the S&P PE average is 15. Yeah, the reason why it is high is because they deserve it. They consistently grow their money. They consistently grow earnings and sales. And they pay a 4.4% dividend on top of that, which they can afford to do. They don't have much debt, hardly any debt at all. So, yeah, I think you picked a winner, Gary. I like this company. It's just now we've got to get into it at a good price. Okay? A little cheaper. Okay. Thanks very much, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. WSO is the, the symbol, everybody. Yeah, it's not one of those high-flyer, glamorous stocks. No, no, it doesn't pretend to be, doesn't want to be. But it, what it does do, it does very well. Paying a high dividend, solid earnings, very little debt. I mean, if I could describe stocks you want to hold in your portfolio, high dividend, <laughs> some growth, no debt, and not overpriced. This would be it. Now, it's not cheap. I'm not saying that. But I think it's fairly priced, and I think it's a good price for what it's been able to do so consistently. Okay. 888-99-CHART, legalizing marijuana. You know, we have 10 states that legalize marijuana. 10, including District of Columbia. Okay. But 
the states have legalized it. The U.S. government still has it as an illegal substance, meaning the state can come in and shut down every one of those legal, state-legalized legal uh, stores if they want to. You can't just, you know, you got federal law and you got state law. So what they're violating one and okay with the other. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, gee, we need to legalize marijuana. And therefore, because it does, you know, um, it's very good for some people that can't, they're dealing with cancer and pain of the cancer and pain of other kind of diseases. And I, that's a valid argument, in my opinion. Um, um, some people want to legalize it just because for uh, recreational purposes. Um, I'm not sure about that argument because I'm not sure about the long-term effects. It's like cigarettes. How can it be healthy for you? You're inhaling it into your lungs on a long-term basis. It just doesn't seem to make sense. Everybody hates cigarettes, but no, we want to legalize marijuana. Aren't they the same thing that you're smoking, kind of putting stuff in your lungs and doesn't that cause a problem? <laughs> so anyway, Colorado's make a ton of money on taxes. $270 million in taxes compared to only making like 70, $45 million in alcohol in taxes. Hmm, interesting. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Best Talk program, and I thank you for your loyal support and all your questions, everybody. I want you to have a great evening, and have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.